This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 31st, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. The U.S. has tightened sanctions on Iran in what many fear is a run-up to war over Tehran's nuclear ambitions. So what's the record of sanctions in compelling certain behavior? Ted Galen Carpenter is a Cato Institute's vice president for defense and foreign policy studies. He says the record of unilateral sanctions is poor. The ruling elites of Iran, he argues, will make sure that the nation's people will pay the price of economic sanctions. There's been a pervasive belief for several years that Iran is uh, embarked on a quest to develop nuclear weapons. The United States and the other members of the UN Security Council have demanded that Iran cease those activities and specifically that Iran immediately halt its efforts to enrich uranium. Uh, That seems to be the sticking point. The Iranians have said they're willing to negotiate on uh, its overall nuclear status, but they are not willing to preemptively uh, stop enriching uranium. So this is at an impasse. We've already had two rounds of economic sanctions imposed by the UN Security Council, and those supplement the unilateral sanctions that the United States had imposed on Iran following the Islamic Revolution in 1979. So we're now really at a third stage with the tightening of unilateral U.S. sanctions. What is the record of unilateral sanctions in conflicts involving the U.S.? The record of unilateral sanctions... uh, It's not a good one. Uh, The United States, for example, has maintained a sanctions regime against Cuba for some four and a half decades. And uh, the last time I looked, unfortunately, Fidel Castro is still in power. We had uh, sanctions against uh, uh, Vietnam. We've had sanctions against North Korea. And uh, those uh, punitive measures have rarely caused the target regimes to make meaningful changes in policy. Indeed, the United States seems to have far more luck when it engages those countries, as we have done more recently with Vietnam, as we did with China back in the 1970s, as we have very recently now with North Korea, with very serious negotiations and a willingness to consider lifting sanctions and Uh, offering the North Koreans some attractive carrots. Given that track record and Iran's earlier cooperation and their signaling willingness to work out some sort of compromise, how likely is it that the Bush administration is actually attempting to use sanctions to get Iran to sort of dig in its heels? There may be hawks in the Bush administration that would like to have a war with Iran, but I don't think that's the dominant view. I believe the Bush administration... Uh, hopes that tightened sanctions, specifically targeting the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, uh, and that force is not just a military unit, it is deeply embedded in Iran's economy, will put enough pressure on the clerical regime that uh, Tehran will uh, stop the enrichment of uranium and negotiate in a more serious fashion to remain a non-nuclear state. Uh, I know the pattern that the administration uh, seems to be following is what it did in the prelude to the diplomatic breakthrough with North Korea, namely targeted sanctions against North Korean banks. 
And uh, supposedly that was a, a major factor in getting North Korea to uh, be more receptive uh, to denuclearization talks. However, I think there is a big difference. Uh, in the case of North Korea, China was a very powerful patron. Beijing could and ultimately did put a great deal of pressure on uh, the North Korean government. There is no comparable situation with Iran. Iran is in a much stronger position economically, and no country, not Russia, not China, uh, not any other state, uh, has the kind of influence over Tehran that Beijing had over uh, uh, Pyongyang. So I, I think the U.S. is following a flawed model here. Uh, there's no question that economic sanctions can impinge on the general population in a target country. But I think the fallacy of sanctions generally, and in very likely in this case in particular, is that the ruling elite will always take uh, the share of the economy that it wants. And when the pie shrinks, the people who suffer are the ordinary people, those who do not have the political and military connections. That's what's likely to occur uh, with regard to Iran, even if these sanctions do prove effective in the narrow sense of having a significant impact. Ted Galen Carpenter is the Cato Institute's Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You may subscribe to any of several podcasts at our website, cato.org.